Hi, everybody, and welcome to Color Correspondence, the Full Metal Workshop podcast. This is Ben Holbrook. Brandon Phillips. Jonah Q. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. What just happened? I think John just passed out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's do that one more time. No, we can't do it. No, that's the time. That's the one you get. <laughs> you ruined it. I get... I get two. All right, let's do it again. Lord. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Color Correspondence, the Full Metal Workshop podcast. We're your hosts, Ben Holbrook, Brandon Phillips, and I'm John Q. Not so oh, good geez. that time either. Yeah. But that's fine. Let's just right. keep it rolling. Let's just keep it rolling. We have a couple of things we want to talk about today. Uh, John, what's been on your mind lately? I mean, it's Libra season, biatch. What does that, even, what does that mean? What, what happens in Libra season? That means you better get your scales right. But, um, <laughs> speaking of Libra season, segway. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of this new uh, currency, this online currency that Facebook is uh, trying to uh, basically build like a cabal of organizations to support called Libra. Yep. And now it's kind of like falling apart at the seams because yeah. they just couldn't get the scales right. So uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know... um. Yeah, Libra is Facebook's supposed cryptocurrency that they're trying to to push um, in order to make, I guess, what, all of their internal um, transactions between them and their customers would be through this cryptocurrency, Um, which I don't really, I mean, what do you think would have been the benefits to them to operate under their own cryptocurrency? I mean, I mean... I think that they're, they're, I mean, I I didn't research it enough, but I think that one of the things that they're trying to, that that they're like the, uh, you know how cryptocurrency is currently made where everybody has like farms of computers that create, you know, essentially if you provide your computing power, you can earn cryptocurrency. I assume that they are earning their own cryptocurrency. So like their, their computing power is, is probably going to be what creates it, huh. I, I assume. And, and I mean, if that's the case, you know, Facebook has obviously millions of servers, so you know they probably take a cut by default and then some. I would imagine. Yeah, could be totally wrong, but that's I mean, my that guess. Sounds like a good guess. And I mean, they're not the only ones going in on this Libra thing because they've set up the Libra Association as a not-for-profit. And uh, oh, other people, yeah, and other partners uh, along with Facebook are Uber, Spotify, um, and Coinbase. So then maybe I'm totally wrong then if it's not for profit. I well, mean, they've set up the organization as a not for profit, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not for profit. Like, the, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's exactly. not, it, this is far from the first industry that, have tri- that has tried to uh, basically have their workers live off of their own currency. Um, in fact, this is pretty old. A little bit. Uh, no, no, I mean, I have, have you guys, um, have you guys heard of Scrip? Scrip? 
Yeah, so scrip is basically what Appalachian coal mining companies uh, would pay their workers. John, you live like in they wouldn't Carolina for a while. You better say that word right. What? Appalachian. <laughs> this guy. All right. Look, pop up of a lilation. It was actually uh, even crazier because the, the <laughs> thing broke up and it was just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at, the Appalachian um, coal mining companies, um, they paid their workers with a currency called Scrip. Um, they basically. It, it was kind of like giving them Disney dollars because. Script would, was only accepted. Um, Ooh, Disney dollars! <laughs> so you could only spend script in stores and uh, and products and services that were for, that were uh, being provided by the Appalachian coal companies. So they would have their own pharmacy, they would have their own grocery stores, and the only and those were the only places where these coal miners who worked for these companies could. Um, basically use them so they lived like they were basically these companies were making bank off of their workers and taking advantage of them because the products and the services that they would offer were obviously not uh up to par because there's no competition there yeah you know and so this this libra currency is not it's not a it's it's not anything new what facebook is doing right now um you know they're trying to build a conglomerate of comp- uh, several companies. So it's or not a conglomerate, sorry, a cabal of companies. So companies like Uber, Spotify, Coinbase, uh, PayPal, eBay, Mastercard, Stripe, Visa. All these companies w- were wanting in on this, but now several are backing out. Like PayPal backed out, um, eBay, Mastercard, and Stripe are trying to back out. Visa's like you know getting cold feet about this. Um, so it's I I don't think that this is going to work. Another part of it probably the pressure on Facebook to to make a profit. There's always been that massive pressure for them to somehow turn all that social capital directly into monetary value and um and this would be one way to do it. I mean, create a currency where somehow the social clout you're trying to gain actually has a monetary value within this like Libra system. Um, but to, to actually add to your, you're talking about script because that's what struck me about, um, about the whole Libra thing in general was that, I mean, they haven't talked about paying their employees in Libra, but you know, if we're talking, that's about- an inevitability. It's totally a possibility. I mean, because when you talk about companies that will, you know, give you, like, less pay, but then pay you in, like, stock options and shit like that, mm-hmm. it basically just, like, cycles back into itself. It's a closed system. And I think the the biggest and most nefarious example of script was from the early 1900s um, with United Fruit Company mm-hmm. and the whole, like, <laughs> I almost said banana shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Bananigans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but they were like all over South America and Central America trying to get farmers to plant bananas. 
because there was such a high demand for them and they wanted to accommodate everybody. And they were making so much money off of bananas and they would pay their um, employees in script. And it's, and because of that, like they had so much control over these companies and they would pay nothing in taxes like, Hey, Amazon. Um, and then they would, like if the if the government wanted them to pay taxes, they would find a way to replace the government and install like a, a more sympathetic government so that they could continue to operate however they pleased. They also had military power. They had mercenary power. Um, so it's like when you start to create your own internal currency and the mm -hmm. only thing that people can purchase when they work for you is from you, you're really you know, setting yourself up to, to control the entire market of an economy. Um, and it, it feels like that's kind of what Facebook wants to do. Um, and, of course, they've never really played by the rules. Oh, fun fact um, that I learned the other day from a friend. One of the reasons why Coca-Cola took off so big is it was one of the drinks available in the United Fruit Company store. Oh, wow. So it was like one of the things that people could buy. And I was also reading an article recently. Um, this is from years ago, but Coke is another company that is in Central America and South America and bottling companies and corporations that are um, using military power to like kind of enforce workers to get things done and get rid of union leaders. So, what the um, fuck? Yeah, so this is like just a continuing thing that um, was started very, very early in the Industrial Revolution, and they've just kept this ball rolling for years. And um, yeah, isn't it a little bit backwards for companies to be expecting Facebook be making money, i.e., USD, off of this currency that's supposed to effectively replace USD? That's the thing that I always come back to. If U.S. dollars is the bottom line, then what is the point of this other currency? But I think it's to almost usurp the dollar. Right. right? But that's well, so, like, if that's the point, then why? Then what's the, like? I get that you know Visa or whatever is like you know. Well, how are you going to make money on this? Well, but it's like, but that, but that is. The money so you know what i mean like how like it's a waiting game i mean tech tech companies are all have always been playing this waiting game i mean that's they don't make a profit until it actually pays off you know what i mean uh that's that's why uber is the same way like uber's been losing billions of dollars every year since its inception they're basically just waiting for self-driving cars to come into the lot so that they can profit off of not having a workforce yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these new tech companies are always doing shit like this. Facebook's no different. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be <laughs> that dude on the podcast who's like, yo, Andrew Yang is right. <laughs> but, like... But I need a $1,000. But, like, I do need a $1,000. <laughs> but, like... But he's actually talking about that thing that nobody else wants to talk about. And that's that 
so many companies are looking for a way to automate and to not actually have employees because you got to remember the U.S. economy was built off of free labor. So yeah. like, they're trying to get back to that with robotics, with self-driving cars, with, you know, all types of, of AIs and algorithms instead of actually having humans do things. So like, what are people going to do? <laughs> you know, like if you can't get a job because there actually are no jobs for you, um, you're going to have to support the, the actual people somehow. Um, because these companies are going to continue to make money. Um, yeah. You know, it's just not going to trickle down unless you begin to tax them. But like we're seeing now, and like we saw then with United Fruit and now with Amazon, um, taxing these companies is not as easy as it sounds. You know, it's not as well, easy. Not, yeah, not with the, uh, the deregulatory legislation that's running um, the country right now, no. Exactly. Um, I mean, you'd have to really kind of get to a point. You'd have to really think futuristically, like you. When this and Western, well, this country's never been good at that. Like, you know, the, this country's so conservative at this point, where they're just there's no forward thinking. Well, like the 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 government's already like five, ten, like a decade or two, like behind. Um, as far as like trying to catch up to how to regulate the uh, information sector, even. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't know what the fuck they're doing, let alone the tech sector. Yeah. I mean, do we have the largest information and tech sector in the world? I mean, is, our, does our, is there an advantage, any advantage at all, in your opinion, and you too, Brandon, in our lack of regulation of our tech sector? Brandon, you go first. <laughs> are, are you saying me to go first because you also didn't understand the question? Because I didn't understand the question. <laughs> Do you think I, that um, because, you know, we don't regulate our tech sector nearly as well, which is why um, we have so many problems with it internally as far as, like, people's mental health is uh -huh. concerned and um, also with Facebook and Twitter and bots, Instagram mm -hmm. and bots. Um, bots that have influenced elections, bots that have doled out tons of misinformation and things like that. Um, fake news, which is a real thing, even though I hate to say it, but um, but yeah. Do you, but do you think like I mean that's the negative part of it? But do you think there is a positive to the lack of regulation that we've been um, perpetuating? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean I, I can see the, like, uh, the benefit of, like, lack of regulation turns into more innovation, but at the same time, like, I, I think the, the innovation that's happening with the big companies like Amazon and Facebook are not necessarily... Uh, They're profit-driven. They're profit-driven. They're they're purely profit-driven, and they're not they're not necessarily moving us forward so much as they are. Yeah, moving moving profit. I mean, you know, it's like I think I, I 
fully believe in self-driving cars. Like, I think that that maybe should have been a thing, you know, earlier than now because it's just as a, as a safety concern and everything else. But, but I don't necessarily think that it's something that, uh, as a society, we, it will, will necessarily, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think that there, the, the lack of regulation is, going to help us as a whole yeah no i i i I, i'll i'll second that and double down on it i mean like you can't innovation only happens when there is intent behind innovation for the good of the people you know what i mean like there's if that's not there then they're these companies these tech companies are just going to be looking to make a profit you know so and the fact is, like, our, our government kind of sucks about that. Like, they they don't, un- they're filled with a bunch of um, basically old white guys who take money from corporations and lobbyists that try to kind of, that are trying to cling to industries that are dying or dead, you know, so... There's no, there's no future or progressive thinking, even economically. Like it's just not in, not in Washington. I mean, there is, there are obviously a few people now, um, but like, it's just, it's just not, it just hasn't been there for decades. So how, how do we expect any regulation to be there, like until like right now? Like right now, we're seeing, you know, folks like Warren and um, and Yang call for, uh, you know, decent regulation, uh, call for uh, more foresight when it comes to automation. Um, but this is, this. I mean, let alone, like, you know, renewable energy and climate change, but, like, this is, this is going to take a while. This is going to take at least 10 years to get us somewhat close to where we need to be. Right, but, like, and they're, they're using this as, like, campaign fodder, but, like, you know, right now they don't necessarily have the power to do anything with that, with those claims. But meanwhile, like Amazon is trying to write their own bills, you know, like, yeah. And I, I think the weird thing is, is like that, you know, in the end, like all the money comes from humans, you know, I mean, like, you know, robotics and automation are are going to streamline things that that humans have access to but in the end humans are the ones that are that are uh paying for this stuff you know it's not like you know if you make uh if you do make enough uh automation that the money will just be there 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 still has to be people to spend money on on those things that are being made so you know i feel like eventually there could be some sort of collapse um and then, you know, going back to the thing we were talking about the, on the last podcast, eventually I feel like the only jobs for humans, it's almost going to be like the way the, you know, industrial, like the backwards industrial revolution where it's going to be like humans are going to have this uh, ability to, to I don't want to say regulate machines, but like uh, how we were talking about how Facebook has those teams of people who just go through and uh, look for content that's unacceptable and they they get rid of it that's like that's going to be our one job is to be like okay like uh you have a you're able to think like a human because you are one uh 
So, <laughs> so, so yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, tell us, tell us what humans like, or tell us what humans don't like, you know? And it's like, that's, it's like some, some real Terminator shit. <laughs> yeah. For I mean, well, I'm going to double back on, on some of both of you guys were talking about, um, because I feel like, uh, it's a bit optimistic, um, because I don't think it's going to turn over on itself um, when it comes to needing people's financial support. Um, because I think these companies have cracked the human like behavioral code. Um, I think they just know what people are going to buy and what they're not going to buy. Like, There's a reason why Amazon is so, so nefarious to so many people. But no, and so many people are like, Jeff Bezos is a bad man. But like, Prime still has millions of subscribers. Like, it's not going to plummet. I mean, people are depending on it more and more. And he keeps cornering the market because he knows what people need. Um, he knows what they want. He knows how they operate. Um, and this is a conversation we've had before, John, because people don't operate too far out of their comfort level. Not at That's this point. I think decades ago people were more willing to and more willing mm -hmm. to, uh, to you know um you know set aside a bit of comfort for a greater good but you know like not if amazon's got my shows you know what i'm saying like that shit is i, I think it's really um it's it's nefarious to have that type of knowledge and to use it but Companies in advertising have been using it for so long that they've got it down to a science. But, like, um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's true. Like, Amazon will always have, you know, as long as they can offer the lowest prices on the lowest on, on products that people want and need, they'll probably always, always do well, but it's always at the expense of somebody else, you know? I mean, there's, like, tons of people who are being paid minimum wage to run around a factory, so it just seems like, you know, at some point, it would have to sort of, like, level out, right? I mean... You like, would think so, but you would you would really think so. But I feel like I don't think the needle really moves until there's, um, there's like, a huge cataclysm. You know what I mean? Something, something that's actually detrimental to, like, an entire population. Right, but, and like, say, like, eventually, like, you know, if, if like, you know robots make every say like fast food no longer needs a single employee and amazon wipes out 95 percent of um of physical stores right mm -hmm. so it's like a big chunk of the population that has literally no money and then can't spend money on amazon and can't spend money period or has to get subsidies from the government which is what they'll do i mean it's the same way that like the government has worked so hard. Uh, this is something I was talking to one of you about recently, how the middle class, it just kind of dawned on me that the whole idea of the middle class is a complete myth because the government has worked really hard for the past century to prop up the middle class. There are constant stimuluses. There's always new money coming back in to support the middle class. There's always the politician that's here for the middle class, but the middle class seems to be the most fragile part of society, and it's because it doesn't exist without government help. It doesn't, yeah. You know, it's it's not an actual real thing. You're either low class or you've got all the money. 
Right. Well, and and there's the other side of that where, like, anybody in, you know, somebody like Donald Trump's place is they're they're hard up to get rid of the middle class. Yeah. You know, I and mean, it's like, not that's, that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard it at really all. It really isn't. Right. Because it is fragile, you know. Yeah. Oh, so the the a, issue a, that I like the reason why it's so easy it's because the only weapon that people who are not in the um, the the financially elite class have is the one weapon that we're we've been conditioned to be afraid of and that's government. Yeah. Like government is the only weapon we have. It's the only tool. It was government is is the tool. That was supposed to be used by everyday people to keep those in charge in check. However, we have, again, been conditioned to thinking that government is not our tool. Yeah, which you is know, why I, political parties that, are, that lean more towards accepting corporate dollars are the ones that speak out against big government every time the government wants to regulate something. Oh, but uh, you were talking about innovation being the result of people like actually trying to do something to to make things better for other people, um, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I mm -hmm. think that innovation can and often is financially motivated. It's also um, very often very it's extremely selfish. I mean, when you look at a lot of the tech. That's out there and the things that people have innovated. I mean, look at Snapchat. It's the most obvious app ever. It's an innovation, but it's like a temporary picture app. Because somebody wanted to send somebody a dick pic, but they also wanted that shit to disappear, like, after 15 seconds. So, like, I, I think that there's a lot of amazing innovations happening, um, but a lot of them are so selfishly motivated and, um, to also, to counter, but also at the same time support your point, I think that society doesn't as a whole move forward until people start thinking about other people and what they actually need instead of just what they want, because we've been making things so easy that it almost makes us comatose as a society. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, which of course falls in line with every other thing we've spoken about in this episode. And also, and you know, you're right. Uh, I guess there is a lot of uh, a lot of selfishness um, that does drive the innovation that people do need eventually. I mean, I mean, one person that I would say, and then maybe this is like controversial, I open it again, <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> I feel like that dude has so much money and literally kind of does things just to innovate. Yeah. Because I don't think he's, I mean, he hasn't made money on, I mean, again, could be wrong, but Tesla, I'm pretty sure, is losing money. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't really know. Though. And he's like building that super underground highway that is funneling money. He's He's done SpaceX that's like. Yeah spent all of his money and gotten there's there's literally no return on that there's hyperloop which isn't even built yet they just settled on the engine for that um 
Yeah, he's like a serial innovator. He wants to create the future, but he's not making any money off of it yet because none of it's built yet. But he is innovating. But, and, and I don't think necessarily know that money is even his no, motivator on it. You know? I really don't. I think it's ego-driven. I think he's like, yeah, yeah, which is like, sucks, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like, whatever. I mean, most things are. But it's like, um, he... In a way, he's like the Walt Disney of, of our time. <laughs> like, Walt Disney was just like, I want to make Epcot where everybody will live and be happy, and it's going to be the future, and it's yeah. in a circle. <laughs> and, you know. It's in a circle. <laughs> and, like, hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I, I feel like, I feel like once every 25 years, we, somebody like that comes along that just, like, actually wants to innovate regardless of money. Granted, He's not. He's got a fuckload of money. He's not broke. Yeah. <laughs> so no, he's not no. himself up by his bootstraps. If that's no. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm just thinking about when they were trying to make Snapchat. Now that you brought that up, wonder what the marketing team was trying to think of as their slogan. Look at my dick. Better look at it quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick dick. Bye. <laughs> right. Oh well, I just wonder if there was like. I've, I've thought about writing something like this where you're in a board meeting and somebody pitches that they're like, okay, so look, you've got like your phone, all right? You want to snap a picture. Let's say I snap a picture of like, you know, this cucumber and these two baby potatoes, okay? So like, <laughs> I snap this fruit picture and I want to send it to, I don't know, this lady that I like. So like, I send it to her, she sees it, maybe she likes it, then it disappears 15 seconds later. So if she doesn't like it, she can't prove anything. Like, I feel like that was the process. I mean, it's, I think it's just, it's at this point, like, things like that, though, become kind of irrelevant eventually. Stock? No. Or? Um, it's like, you know, in, innovations like um, that don't, like, that serve kind of trivial purposes like that. Yeah. They kind of become irrelevant. Like some things are just like you know the like the better aspects of Snapchat have been adopted by Instagram. Like you know the story option, etc. And God, I was just saying, and Facebook, and Facebook. Yeah. So it really just kind of goes away. That's why I think like intent intent doesn't change impact, but I feel like if the intent is um is shallow or not necessarily purposeful for the benefit of society eventually uh whatever uh you know whatever's that that intent is trying to push is going to kind of go by the wayside yeah i mean snapchat was never going to be i mean it's like a very fleeting thing i mean unless they really like you know, stepped it up and made a made a whole platform out of it. Like it was never going to be anything. It's sort of like um, uh, GoPro. Like GoPro, you know, it's for like uh, in the moment thing, and mm -hmm. and that's it. It's, it's it's effectively a toy. You know, that's what that's what Snapchat is too. And and it the way it differs from something like Facebook or Instagram is you have an identity associated with it whereas snapchat is sort of like can't really garner an identity because it goes away 
That's true. But I do think there is something to be said about, um, I don't know, it's not social capital, but maybe social consciousness capital. Um, that really, like, I don't think that's fleeting. I think that there's, there's, uh, there's longevity in that. Um, and I think brands that recognize that will continue to prosper. But in the way that, it, via Snapchat? No, <laughs> Snapchat. no, I'm talking about, like, even, like, stuff like, uh, what is it, Pornhub? That's, like, doing a bunch oh, of stuff, Lord, like... What is it, Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, companies, like... Let me <laughs> like you know how parts. oh yeah <laughs> Pornhub <laughs> but like um even companies like Pornhub that are like doing things like you know they're donating to uh, to save the bees foundations for and like you know they'll obviously make product that that uh, caters to their audience like bee based porn and like every minute that you watch they donate so many like thousands or millions to save the bees recently they did a um they did something like cleaning the ocean um like if you watch their particular this particular uh in-house produced porn that they made um for every view that they got they donated so many thousands to uh picking up waste from the ocean so like and they do in-house porn I believe so, yeah. What? I wonder if they pay their performers and company script. (laughs) (laughs) The company script from you, from uh, what is it? Uh, Pornhub sounds like something you catch. (laughs) 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 Not to to shame the sex workers. I apologize. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Well. But yeah, that's it's interesting. I just do think that um, eventually, if you don't have that uh, ethical uh, currency, for, for lack of a better term, I just think like eventually that success will be fleeting. And I think this Facebook Libra uh, scheme is very, and I call it a scheme, um, is very much a prime example of that. Like this isn't the first time Facebook has lost a good substantial like oh um like they've this is this is uh this isn't the first time facebook has lost like they've been losing followers a significant amount of followers every year uh particularly since 2016 um and i think it's just because they don't have that ethical currency yeah yeah well that's why they got that facebook camera or whatever which like Honestly, like their main the main selling point of that camera is that it follows you around, which feels like exactly what the, the opposite of what they should be saying. <laughs> you know, like, they're like this camera watches you wherever you go. I mean, like within the limits of the camera, though. You know, like it doesn't watch you everywhere you go. I mean, you know, it can follow you left and right. You know, not when you go to the grocery store, sure, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like they're like it's it's like the most like ironic like. Facebook is watching you. <laughs> Color Correspondence was produced by Jonah Q with music also by Jonah Q. This is a Full Metal Workshop podcast. If you like it, please subscribe. For more info on Full Metal, you can visit fullmetalworkshop.com. Find us on Facebook or on Instagram at Full Metal Workshop.